I think it's this romanticized fairy tale that life is perfect and you find your dream man and there's never any problems ever at all and you live happily ever after we are asking for destruction wow welcome back to another episode of cultivating truth my name is aaron and today i'm going to be sitting down with my wife miss sarah davis And we just got done having date night. And for date night, we went out to the movie theater and we saw the popular movie, Barbie. And Barbie is now the highest grossing Warner Brothers picture ever, uh, surpassing The Dark Knight all the way back in 2008. And so it's a very popular movie, making lots of noise and lots of people have different opinions on it. And so what Sarah and I wanted to tackle today, specifically with this thought of cultivating truth and integrating biblical truth into modern day culture and what's going on there, is we wanted to dissect the modern day woman in movies. Um, There's a common theme in Hollywood going on with womanhood and feminism, and we don't really seek to get political, but we're looking to this idea of themes and the artistry behind it. And so Barbie, we thought was a great example with how they handled it. And we wanted to do a deeper dive. So major spoiler alert. Sarah, what did you think about the movie? Yeah, I was definitely excited to go see this movie. I'm a big Margaret Roby fan. So when I found out she was going to be Barbie in this movie. We absolutely had to go see it. I am a big girly girl, so I love all things pink, um, girly, dress up. So I was very excited. Actually, one Christmas, one of my favorite Christmas presents my parents ever got me was a little tykes massive Barbie house that at that time we could fit through the door and actually like sit ourselves in it. So now Eden has that Barbie house and she's just now getting into playing with Barbies. And it's just a really great time of creativity and dress up. So obviously I'm going to have a lot of thoughts today as this movie is primarily from a female perspective. Overall, I thought it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I feel like we haven't seen a comedy in quite some time, and I thought the satire of it was great. Um, There was really good moments of sarcasm, and I felt like everyone could kind of relate to the movie, and I thought the acting was really great. The set design was fantastic. I loved all the costumes. I loved Barbie World and everything that they did with that. The only negatives that I really have are um, the ending. I think that was kind of weak, which I can get into in just a little bit. But the main negative that I had was not just with this movie, but an overall theme that I think is consistently happening within Hollywood movies recently. And that's this whole concept of feminism. I'm great with strong women. Um, I would like to think that I'm a strong woman myself, but I think we've gotten just a little bit too far. And um, I think good things taken too far can have severe consequences. Yeah. But I would love to know some of your thoughts from a male perspective. What did you think of the movie? I, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, you were the main one who wanted to see it, but I was definitely interested. Um, Margot Robbie is a great actress on the rise and she's done great work. And 
she looks just like Barbie. So I think that the concept in general is very interesting and knowing that she produced it. But then um, even Greta Gerwig coming alongside and directing the film was of interest to me because she's going to be directing the upcoming Narnia series on Netflix. And so I haven't seen much of her work, wanted to see what she's like. And honestly, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I don't really agree with a lot of the controversy that I'm hearing. You know, with people saying that it's woke or anti-men. Maybe if you came in looking and thinking that um, and you, you know, you were, you know, out on a witch hunt, maybe. But I really didn't get that from the movie. Uh, I thought it was fun. It was it was cute. I actually on an artistry level, I thought it was interesting on how they did like the plastic toys and the waves and, you know, the imaginary drinking of the cup. Uh, I just thought that was clever and it was good. Like it's like playing with your toys. And that's the concept is these Barbies are not in a real world. They're in Barbie land. Um, And so I I thought it was fun. Yeah. I know that the subjects of patriarchy came up quite a bit uh, and uh, Ken's character didn't really know what patriarchy meant and he thought it was awesome. And as just a dude, I I just laughed, you know, that being a man is all about, you know, kind of this John Wayne cowboy riding a horse thing. I just thought that was funny. Like if people took offense to that, um, I mean, I, I laugh at people like that, you know, and not that there's anything wrong because I'm just not that kind of guy either, but you know, there's certain things that make men men and it just, uh, it made fun of it. And that's fine. I didn't take that as a anti-man. Um, I would take it as anything that you would find on like a comedy sketch show. It was just, these are some things that men think are cool. Cowboys, cars, drinking beer, propping up your feet, watching football. That's just funny. I think that that has an, a rough idea of patriarchy, but this is a satire comedy. So of course, um, they also joke about womanhood in different ways, such as the gynecologist, uh, you know, and like that type of stuff makes men most of the time uncomfortable. And, you know, they, they laugh at that stuff. So obviously that was a major theme. And so I understand where some people could maybe get offended by that. Um, but I think that they were trying to have an allegory in Barbie land on what U.S. history has looked like in, in the past. Absolutely. I think the subject of Barbie land wanted to represent like the, the antithesis of uh, American day men in which women have historically ruled um, the land. They kind of allude to, you know, like a, a man could not be on Supreme court, but maybe one day if they work really hard, maybe they can get a spot. And some people would take offense to that and say, see the, the women hate men. No, they're, they're, talking about American history, talking about the hundred of years or so where, um, you know, women could not vote and didn't have much of a say or power. So I fully understand that. And I think if you take offense to that, I think you, you know, you need to understand uh, the artistry a little bit more, specifically comedy and satire. Yes, this is a satire of a world filled with strong women that are leading everything. However, I do think that we can see a really good example of what strong womanhood looks like if we look at Proverbs 31. And in Proverbs, we find several characteristics of what a godly woman looks like. And I think um, even for non-believers, these are the characteristics and the traits that women overall are looking for when they talk about feminism and they're wanting respect from men or respect from everyone around them. 
I think these are kind of the attributes that they're going for. Um, when we see Proverbs 31, we see that she is a hard worker. Um, she works diligently on her land in sowing. She takes her items to the market. Um, she is not lazy by any means. And she is respected by her community. She's respected by her children and her husband. Um, it says that she rises early and goes to bed late. Um, we see all sorts of attributes in Proverbs 31 about the type of woman that I think many of these characters are trying to portray in these movies. But the problem is that we also see in Proverbs 31 that this is only able to happen because of her fear of the Lord. And so that's where all of this comes from. We know that knowledge begins with fear of the Lord. And so without fearing God and without having really the power of the Holy Spirit, these things are not able to happen with, with women. And so by looking at Proverbs 31 as an example of a really strong woman, someone I know we all desire to be like, that can't happen without fear of the Lord. And so this idealistic world of um, women leading everything and being strong, I just think it, it's, it's not able to happen without first um, fearing God. Yeah, that's, that's so good. I, when I think of Proverbs 31, I 100% think of you. Uh, I think that you're a great example of that. And uh, what I love about this is it's not just about a, a, a woman in leadership, but it's a ideal woman. It, this is specifically coming from this king who's talking to his son about not being with foolish, silly women who are going to lead him astray. And he's saying that this is the type of woman you want to get. Uh, a, a Proverbs 31 woman, wow, one that's so hard to find. And it talks about being a mother. It talks about being a leader in the community, being a servant worker. It says that she works with her hands and works with materials, selling goods. And not just that she's you know the one selling, but it also says that she contributes to the family business um, that they would have been participating in. And I think that that's what's interesting is that a lot of times when people reference biblical manhood and womanhood, um, they think that the woman just is supposed to be taking care of the children. But like if you reference this Proverbs 31, which so many people do, this woman is doing all of that. She is strong because she is a mom and wife, yes, but she is represented and respected in the community and people know her. They know who she is and they know that she contributes for good. And when I think about this, this is an ideal passage for women and should be celebrated. And I don't think if you're going for feminism, you would you should have any opposition to this text. Uh, this should be the ideal text and should be celebrated that this is a strong woman who is equally should be respected as much as the man. Yeah, so we've mentioned feminism quite a bit. So just to give a basic definition of feminism, it is basically the advocacy of women's rights. And so I think most of us can agree with that. Women deserve equal rights. I think it's when we get into um, the roles of women specifically and what that looks like that there's some disagreement. So I think the basis of feminism is not a bad thing for people wanting women to have equal rights. But I think when that gets taken too far and women then become victims 
And there's the narrative that men have been oppressing women for so long that we become this victim mentality. There creates a big issue there. And I think if we look to scripture, the problem is that sometimes even myself, we forget our depravity and that we are all fallen individuals in need of a savior. And that is Jesus. And if we forget that and take that um, out of our sight, then I think it is really easy to want to become that savior complex and put ourselves in the spot of God to fulfill that for ourselves. And when we do that, we are asking for destruction. Wow. And I think we're finding this more and more in our culture today. Specifically, I've seen it a lot recently within social media. I just think this is really strange that women are saying that they can only be happy if they're single. Actually, Forbes recently came out with an article just a few days ago talking about the divorce rate. And they let us know that 69% of divorces now are actually initiated by women and that the divorce rate is 50% right now. If you're in your second marriage, it's 67%. And if you're in your third marriage, you are 73% likely to end in a divorce. And these rates are just horrifying. But I do find it interesting that women are typically the advocates or initiating for this divorce. And I think that has been instilled a lot within our culture, especially recently. Um, I mean, even Beyonce singing about girls running the world. And we've seen this again and again in overall themes of movies. And I think we can take a single movie and not really recognize the theme that's happening here. But consistently seeing this theme over and over, I think, is extremely detrimental to our families and to, um, you know, the divorce rate skyrocketing right now and primarily led through women. And I think we see that a lot pushed through culture, through arts and media. I think through some of the things that were pushed when I was young. And through a single story, you really didn't know that there was a worldview being pushed. It just seemed like a nice story. But if you kind of take a step back to look at all the Disney movies for millennials, like what was being pushed, and I think it's this romanticized fairy tale that life is perfect and you find your dream man and there's never any problems ever at all. And you live happily ever after. And I think, you know, for me personally, that created issues even going into my marriage that everything was going to be great as soon as I found the man that I was going to marry. And I love you to pieces, but we have our differences and that's just not how life is. And so I think it can be very dangerous to just accept continued worldviews that are being thrown our way and take it for facts of this is how life is, because that's not always true. Yeah. You know, something that's been on my mind with thinking through 
movies and women who are leading in these movies. You know, I was I was great with uh, Barbie. Even characters such as Moana or Maribel in uh, Encanto, Merida in Brave. Um, you know, the, these are all representations of strong women who want to be leaders. And you know, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, even said, you know, it one of his jobs is to constantly be thinking, what does it mean to be a Disney princess, for example? And, you know, that's his job that he's thinking about the market. But it's interesting to me that nowadays the female lead or heroes are not getting the guys. So spoiler again, but like Barbie doesn't walk away with Ken. And the movie states is like Ken was literally created for Barbie. Like, I don't find that chauvinistic. I actually think that that can still be pushed towards this like feministic idea, ideology, if you're wanting to go for that. But it's like, okay, so instead of Eve helping out Adam, Ken was created to be there for Barbie. And then in the movie, it's like, no, I don't need that. And then of course, um, they've been in pre-production for this uh, Snow White movie. It's been talked about for a while in all of the interviews they keep talking about this is a modern day snow white she doesn't need a prince to save her and that concept is interesting to me because okay maybe you don't need to be saved you know maybe you're strong and you can do this on your own but what's interesting to me is that they don't even get the guy barbie walks away kinless she walks away by herself not that she needs kin whatever but there's a common thread where these women and girls are not getting love. And when I think of my heroes, the the dudes that kick butt, they get both. They win and get the girl. James Bond, Bruce Wayne, and Batman, they always have a different girl in every movie. And somehow those female characters help them and lead them in a different way. Like they're a guy, they assist them. Um, but I'm watching the movie, not for the girl, but because I want to be like James Bond or I want to be like Batman. Uh, Spider-Man has his Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy, depending on your universe. Um, Iron Man has Pepper Potts. Indiana Jones has Marion Ravenwood and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like they win, they're heroes, they go on adventures, they kick butt, they're strong, and then they still have love and they still have their relationships. And as a man who wants to lead and be strong and go on adventures, in my mind, what is a man? I would say the ideal, like the crowning achievement is being a father. And that is because I get to leave a legacy behind. I get to now have children that I get to protect along with my wife and I get to guard them and I get to train up my thoughts, my beliefs, my values, and my literally my blood and my DNA into the next generation. Like that's the ultimate legacy. Uh, kicking butt, making a name for yourself is going to do well for so long. But to me, that's the greatest. And you even find this in movies is what does the hero do next? Oh, they now have children. Oh, they now pass the baton to the next generation. And you're not seeing that with modern day women in their movies. Yes. Not to mention everything else currently going on with our culture that is discouraging reproduction. I think this sort of ending is extremely sad. And honestly, at the very end, I felt like it made women look weak. Like we can't have our happy ending. We can't be with a man 
and be independent and strong and all of the things that a Proverbs 31 woman is. Like, why can we not do both? And I'm sorry, like, I think that we can do both. I think that we are capable of doing both with God's help. Um, obviously, we need that help each and every day. But I think taking women and saying, you do you, girl, you be independent, you be on your own, like, that is extremely lonely. And there is not going to be any happiness with that. I I think I left the movie feeling unfulfilled, like, what is Barbie going to do next? Like, great. She has this ending and she feels, and that's like the big thing is she wants to be human just to feel, but um, feelings are not everything. And I'm saying that as a big feeler, I have a lot of emotions and Abel, our son has a lot of big emotions. And so I understand feeling, but I think if you're, um, if that's it, and there's no other depth to that, or there's no relationship. Um, you know, God tells us it's not good for man to be alone. And we see that in Genesis 2, when God makes a helper for Adam. And that is how God desires it to be for us, that we have a partner in life to walk through life and share life with others. And even if you're single, um, I don't think this just has to pertain to married women. And I don't think the only happy people on this earth have to be married. But I do think that Barbie leaving her world, I think that could be categorized as weak. And some people might look at that as strong of you know, she made the right choice. She got out of those circles. They were toxic for her or whatever people might say. But honestly, I think sometimes the hardest things that we have to do, God puts in place for us so that we can be strong. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is to stay. I've seen so many people cut out relationships, cut out marriages, cut out circles because they felt they deserved more or they could do better somewhere else. And so this is where, for me, the ending, I think, just really fell short because to me, I took it as Barbie was running away from her problems. She wanted to start a new life all by herself. And to me, honestly, that just seems very lonely and isolating. You know, it just seems like it's missing something. Uh, I think it's not as fulfilling. Um, even for the own stories that I would watch, like I don't watch just to watch these people kick butt. There is a, a, a love and a relational and um, something to fight for that, uh, that, that I enjoy getting from the movies and from a good story. When you're thinking through the, the ending of the movie, it just seemed like it was, you know, it was, it, it was missing something. They, what's next? Oh, I'm just, um, a, a, an individual and I feel for people. And that's the definition of humanity. And, you know, I think that that was fine how they ended it and they made it in this nice emotional little way, but like, that's not fulfilling. <laughs> that's not fulfilling for, you know, you said it's not fulfilling for you. Uh, it's definitely, it wouldn't be fulfilling for me. So having a legacy and building up the next generation is something worthwhile and is fulfilling. And that's just something I find in a, so much of our media is that we're we're very self-focused and inward and right now, right here and right now, 
And we're not thinking about the next generation. A lot of our cultural beliefs and what we are pushing even, you know, Islam, for example, is growing rapidly and is now the largest religion in the world. Why? Because they're having babies and indoctrinating those babies with their beliefs. And there's something to be said about creating a great nation by simply reproducing. Now, that's not everything, but what you're indoctrinating and the message and the stories that you're telling are going to affect the next generation. So I hope for people watching that they don't get the impression that we are anti-strong women because that's just simply not the case. Um, I would view myself as a strong woman, but I also have a strong man right beside me. And so I think we are a great team and we work together on each other's strengths and weaknesses. And it's a beautiful thing that the Lord has graciously blessed us with. You know, I work extremely hard. I work full time. I am a leader at work. I've been a leader within the church. I have three kids that I help with my husband raise at home. And so it's a very difficult job, but there are benefits of having a family and having relationships with people. And that really does not have to take away with you being an individual and being a strong woman. I think you can do both. And to tell women that they can't, I think is extremely degrading and it makes women look weak. Having a life with marriage and relationships with people can be extremely fulfilling. And I am worried that women might think that to be independent or to be strong, they have to give that up. And so I would argue that women can do both. You are more than capable of being able to be a strong woman and have relationships and not have to give all of that up. So all in all, it was fun. It was a cute movie. It was um, like, I, I wouldn't be upset for my daughter watching it one day in the future. I'm not opposed or anything like that. I do think that it brings up some major topics and major themes that are common in many uh, movies, especially uh, in Disney, although this was not a Disney movie, uh, in their ideology of what it is to be a woman. And so that's the questions we want to ask is, how are you finding yourself? What are you, what is your identity in? And why can't you have love? And uh, I, w- I would challenge that in our filmmakers today is why can't you create a strong woman who can also find love and also have pleasures in having a family? Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cultivating Truth. We'll be back next week with another episode for you. And until then, be sure to subscribe, like our channels, and stay up to date with everything that we have going on. We're going to continue to push out more content. And you guys participating, letting us know your thoughts is going to certainly help us moving forward. Thank you. Have a blessed day.